Well, hello, Utility World. It's Kurt Moreland, Associate Publisher with Utility Fleet Professional, and I'm here with Mandor DeGay. And uh, we have a special um, podcast here because we are celebrating the 175th anniversary of NAPHITE since 1848. So I know a lot of companies have anniversaries out there, but not too many can claim to have 175th. So this is a big deal. I brought uh, Mandor a cake, uh, which he, I, he claims he's going to share with his coworkers. And uh, I couldn't put 175 candles on there, though, or the Quincy Fire Department <laughs> probably would have showed up. Uh, for those who may not know, uh, Napite is located in Quincy, Illinois, which is right on the Mississippi River on the Illinois-Iowa border. And not too far from St. Louis either, I believe. Only a couple hours, only a couple hours north of St. Louis. So yeah, we're we're uh, we're really proud of our heritage here in the in the region, and you know, 175 years in one location has has um, started out in Quincy in 1848, and now we're proud to have uh, 26 locations around the country servicing servicing the um, the American vocational worker and making sure they have the right transportation solutions to get the job done. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's go back in time to 1848. And uh, there was a German immigrant, I believe his name was Herman. Yep. And uh, he migrated here from New Orleans. And he started out building uh, wagon wheels and eventually wagons. Yep. Herman Heinrich Knappheide is our patriarch. And, you know, he actually started his journey from uh, Westphalia, Germany, um, three years before that. So 1844, 1845, and then came to New Orleans. And then from New Orleans, worked his way up the Mississippi River, got to St. Louis, and um, and then from St. Louis, actually migrated up just a little bit further to, to Quincy, where he decided to settle, start a family, and most importantly, you know, start this company. Um, and in 1848, the company started making um, wheels and wheel hubs for wagons, for covered wagons and, and horse-drawn wagons um, that were built in Quincy and in other locations. And, and that's, that's now transformed into, you know, um, a, a large, uh, large operating company with with over 2,300 employees, and, and frankly, we are, uh, we're proud for what we do for the American transportation industry, and most importantly, the folks that get work done in America. Um, so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great ride, and 175 years is something that we're all especially proud of. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people know you guys for you know, your, your truck bodies, but to dig a little deeper, I mean, really making the covered wagons here and, and being not too far from St. Louis, um, a lot of those wagons or some of those wagons were probably put on the Western Trail to Portland and, and helped settle the West or at least expand the West. So in a way, you guys have had a little piece of, uh, of American history. Sure. I mean, and it's interesting now, you know, 175 years later, we're always getting calls from folks that have a wagon that they find in a barn or something that, you know, hey, we found this wagon. Are you guys interested in it? And um you know, sometimes we are and sometimes we aren't, but it's it's a really interesting uh, interesting thing to see where the wagons have gone over time. And, and we see them and find them everywhere. Uh, we, we also see our bodies everywhere throughout the United States. So it's a really cool thing to see that, um, you know, Napide was there when it all started, the westward expansion piece, and, and we've been an integral part of that for, uh, for you know, almost two centuries. So it's, it's really cool to see that. Yeah, I mean, to put it in perspective, 1848. I mean, Abe Lincoln was just a couple hours down the road. Yeah, and, and Quincy has quite a connection to uh, Abraham Lincoln. Most importantly, in 1858, 
uh, Abraham Lincoln and Stephen Douglas held the uh, Lincoln-Douglas debates for the U.S. Senate here in uh, Quincy. And it's probably the biggest, I mean, probably one of the biggest things that happened to our, to our uh, community and our city um, in the history of Quincy is it was those were those debates. It was a national debate. Um, back then, the, uh, those debates, whether they were for senators or, or for higher positions, were pretty important. So Quincy was put on the map then, but our company at that point was 10 years old. So we had already started uh, growing with things. And as, as, um, you know, as the nation continued to grow and you know, as things continued to prosper, We've been we've been uh, we've benefited from that, and we're proud of our heritage and where it's gone. Yeah, and then the next generation was Henry, and I found this interesting. He incorporated the company in 1893, so quite a bit of time. Yeah, uh, and, and space between that. But also, what really impressed me too is it seemed like he expanded not just in the United States, but also was was looking internationally maybe in like South America or, or that um, yeah so I think I think some of the sales may have gone there but I think what's cool what's really interesting about our history Kurt is when you look at when you look at generational so um, we're currently we're, you know we're a sixth generation family-owned company mm-hmm. so as you go back generation to generation all the way back to, to uh, Heinrich we kind of hit all those milestones of you know American American development as uh, industrial development in this country. So what started out as a wagon manufacturer, wagon wheel manufacturer, became a wagon manufacturer, and then we started going into the industrial, you know, industrial era with more steam-powered equipment and such. Then we moved into the automobile era with with the Model T. We were one of the f- first uh, bodybuilders for the Model T um, with Ford. And um, and we've been really proud of that. And then when you move into beyond that, you know, with the with the agricultural era and things growing in the country there, we added a lot of uh, steel manufacturing to build grain bodies and agricultural. And then now we've we've evolved into a full systems supplier for entire vehicle work systems. So, um, you know, as we look at things today and under our under the leadership of Bonapide, our current uh, president and CEO, um, we're only looking to the future. So for us, it's um, you know, we see a lot of opportunity as our country continues to grow, as industry continues to grow, and the need for our products and services continues to uh, to evolve and grow as well. So we're very excited about, you know, not only the past 175 years, but more importantly, what the next 175 years may hold as well. That sounds great. So let's talk a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, how did you get involved with the company? How long have you been with the company? And, uh, you know, I know you have a lot of great connections in the industry with a lot of the truck OEMs sure. and things too. So I've I've been with Napide for ten years now. Uh, uh, twenty twenty three will be my tenth anniversary with the company, and uh, I'm vice president of sales and marketing. So I have responsibility for our, all of our commercial sales and uh, market reach, as well as all of our uh, you know nowadays online digital um, marketing, such and web and all that as well. Um, I have a background of, uh, of my my career, my uh, professional background has been uh, pretty much exclusively in the transportation field. So uh, I'm an engineer by education, but a uh, but a marketer by trade, uh, and have spent time with um, with uh, an OEM for the beginning of my career, and then with a large tier one supplier, which got me involved all the way to the point till I was uh, till I joined Napide, and uh, haven't looked back. It's been a lot of lot of fun, a lot of excitement, and um, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that, uh, that I continue to contribute well into the 200th year, hopefully. So, <laughs> how did you get to Quincy? Go. 
Um, well, I, I was I got a call from somebody from someone, and they were helping look for the new role, and uh, the, you know it went from there. So it was a quite interesting process, but uh, but definitely it's one that's been very beneficial for me and my family, and uh, we're pretty excited about what the future holds. That's very cool. So I like to ask all my podcast guests about you know eventually when you're out traveling around. Yeah. You, you run into celebrities. Sure. So I, I always like to get a good celebrity encounter story. Do you yeah, have one for I would, us? I know, I know you approached me with this, and I've been thinking about it, and I've spent a majority of my career traveling. I've spent a lot of time in airports and such, um, you know, and, and it's tough. I, I, I know that I've run into a lot of people, but, you know, right off the top, I remember running into uh, Jack Nicholas at an airport on my, when I was on my way to, uh, to a sales call, and said, hey, Mr. Nicholas, how are you doing? And I got the, you know, oh, I'm doing just fine. That's about it. But I, I think if we had hours and time for me to really think about it, I could probably come up with a lot of other people. But um, he's probably on the one of the top of the list. Um, I, you, my family would probably tell you that when we travel personally, and uh, we, we travel, we tend to travel. I'm from the metro Detroit area. So um, we tend to travel through through the metro airport in Detroit quite a bit. And uh, my my kids will tell you that uh, my kids will tell you that we never go through that airport without somebody running into me that I know. So it's kind of crazy how that works. But um, but no, I, I don't I don't consider myself a celebrity. But I can think of the the one that comes off the top of my head is Jack Nicholas. So that that's a good one. It doesn't get much better than that. He's yeah. you know right at the top of the top the, of the the, the golf uh, that's you right. know, Mount Rushmore kind of thing. Yep. Well, that that's good. So. Um, you guys probably with your 175th uh what kind of plans do you guys have to celebrate that are you going to imprint any coffee mugs and hand them out at trade shows or anything like <laughs> well, I that think, I, I, i'm not going to spoil any i'm not going to spoil any surprises but i will tell you that um we've got a lot of stuff that we're excited to do this year uh first and foremost we want to celebrate with our employees right um you know, we, we, one thing I, I, I just found out today, we have an employee that's going to be retiring and we're having a kind of a celebration tomorrow where this gentleman has 49 years of service with NAPI. Wow. Um, and, and there's several people like that out there in our, in our company that have been here for generations, well, for, de for decades and then subsequently generations of their families that are working here. So, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of special things for our employees to celebrate this milestone. But as we look at as we look at um, other events, I mean, obviously, um, NTA, the work truck show, is coming up in a couple of weeks. And first week of March, yep. in uh, in Indianapolis, we'll be we'll be uh, we'll be doing some special things at NTA that uh, hopefully hopefully your readers and and uh, some of your some of your uh, followers will be there to to see that. And I'm sure you'll be covering it as well. So we're excited about that. And then subsequently throughout the year, we've got um, you know things with the EUFMC, their 70th anniversary show. We'll be displaying there, and then. The utility expo again in the fall in uh, in Louisville. We'll be doing stuff there as well. So we're really excited. Um, it's going to be a busy year, but you know it's going to be a fun year as well. And um, there's a lot to look forward to, and and we're pretty pretty excited about what what's what's in store for the rest of the year. That sounds really good. So uh, people who are listening to the podcast, um, how can they learn more about your company? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, www.napi.com takes you to our uh, corporate website where it does show a lot of our history and uh, some of our products that we have today. Uh, most importantly, we've got, you know, we're, we're very, very, very proud of our, uh, of our partnerships with our sales and installation and product and distribution partners around the, around the country. So we have approximately 250 uh, partners around the country that, um, 
you know, install and sell our product, but most importantly, integrate NAPIDE bodies with other truck equipment products to create a complete solution for their customers. And um, you can go online to our website at www.napide.com, search, search for a partner or distributor near you, and I'm sure they'll be able to, to help help you uh, under, help your customers or help, help, um, help your listeners try to learn more about what our company can offer and what they can offer to create a complete solution for their customers or themselves going forward. Yeah, or stop by your booth at the trade show, and I'm sure you guys oh, have yeah. YouTube videos too. Sure, we have. I mean, we've got a YouTube channel, uh, Napite eighteen forty eight, as our YouTube channel, and I, yeah, of course, the trade shows and coming and visiting us face to face. We love we love to maintain those relationships and make new ones. So those face to face personal interactions are very important to our company, um, and uh, and we'd love to see you stop by. That sounds great. Well, again, I'd like to thank Mandar Degay for being our guest today and to be celebrating the 175th anniversary of NAPIDE. Very special to be at their corporate headquarters here. And I just want to remind all of our utility followers out there to roll safe. Yeah, and that, yeah, roll safe is important. Work safe, roll safe. Um, you know, and, and um, you're right, the utility, the utility um, segment um, for our country is very important. And as we look at as we look at all the challenges that we're facing going forward, um, you know whether it's whether it's keeping the lights on, whether it's you know charging the charging the transportation needs of the future, whether it's um, you know just just sustaining growth and uh, let's just say uh, infrastructure renewal in our country, um, you know we're proud to support a lot of the utility uh, utility customers, and we're we're always interested to know and learn how we can help 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 them progress and do their jobs better. So. Again, uh, we're looking forward to seeing everybody out in the field, and uh, you know we're just really, really happy to be celebrating this milestone with everybody. Sounds good. Thanks again. Thank you. The views, information, and opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of utility business media and its employees. It is strongly recommended that you discuss any actions or policy changes with your company management prior to implementation.